This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Having Thumbs. Take that, animals. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that built their own movie theater like the old-fashioned ways and then made a little money off of it. <laughs> I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to discuss movies. Wow. Theaters. Well, movies, theaters. <laughs> movies, <You know>. theaters. <laughs> you know, the, the best uh, gr- grammar. So we're really here to discuss the idea of going to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like what we remember as our first movie theater experience, our best, our worst, and the last one that we can remember. Yeah. And as somebody who loves the theaters. The um, theater. The theater. Uh, because when you go to the theater... You're paying a little bit extra to get a ticket. You're paying overpriced food of popcorn and soda or a slushy. You get kernels stuck in your teeth. The bathrooms aren't usually good. <laughs> the chairs aren't usually that comfy. <laughs> but when you're really invested in seeing a film, yeah. and when you go and you have like a great time, it makes it all worth it. And before the pandemic, when we actually could go to the theaters... It was a, a great way to bond people. Um, even for you and me, like we went to go see Hereditary in theaters. Yeah, I remember. I remember show. I remember telling you, I was like, "Man, like, listen." I was like, "Have you seen Hereditary yet?" And you were like, "No." And I was like, "We need to go." Mm-hmm. And we went to like a shitty theater. We like, went to we, like Showtime. Yeah, I think, yeah we like, went. We went us. to like a real shitty theater. Like, it's not. It wasn't like it's not like a, a great theater at all. But uh, I was like, I don't care. Like, we need to go watch yeah. this. And I'm. We, I'm pretty sure we were like almost the only ones in the theater. Yeah, because we also went on like a Tuesday afternoon at yeah. like one p.m. <laughs> yeah, it was like a random time. Like, it, but but uh, but yeah, that that was a that was a good time. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to go first on on your movie experience? So, I, I figured we'll do like back in and order. forth. Yeah. So my the first one that I can remember, and I might be completely wrong, mm-hmm. um, but truthfully, like as far back as I can remember, at least in my head of like in order, I believe this one was first. Or earliest was Finding Nemo with my father. Oh, okay. Because, and that was kind of like the start of what I remember being like, this is me and my father's like thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and that kind of like sparked this thing in, in me. It was like, I love movies. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching Finding Nemo with my dad and like laughing hysterically at the jokes that were being said in Finding Nemo. And by the way, Finding Nemo still holds up today. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it was great because my dad could enjoy it because it had like enough adult themes and 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 it, it, it didn't it it didn't look the best animated Disney childhood movies mm-hmm. the best ones aren't the ones that strictly try to play to only children exactly and that's where like a lot of like the older like Pixar and Disney films did it where it's like they try to do it a little bit both. Yeah. And then you hit like this weird lull where it's like, it's strictly just for kids. Like it's just for kids. Yeah. And now it's kind of reemerging again where it's like, you can have themes where it's for adults too. Right. Like one of the newer ones, I think soul soul was great. I didn't see it I yet, love but soul. I've, I've only heard like amazing things about it. And I've also heard that like, it is so like emotional. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a really, really good movie. Um, and, yeah, so I remember going to the theater, watching Finding Nemo with my dad, mm. 
and then afterwards just like talking about it. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like the first instance of like like me watching a movie and then dissecting and breaking it down and like talking about the characters and talking about like this scene and that scene and whatever it is. And obviously it was on a very, very surface level because I was a child yeah. and you know, whatever. But I mean, why still, the fuck is Nemo red? <laughs> he should have been green. <laughs> but uh, either like either way, you mm. know, it was just one of those things. And of course, like when we were, when I was that young, like cell phones and things like weren't super like available. Mm-hmm. So like, the like the people that were there and the kids that I was sitting next to and their parents that that were all in the theater like we were all watching the theater like we were all watching the movie you know mm-hmm. and it's been a very very long time since I can honestly remember a theater experience in which somebody didn't pull out a cell phone yeah or or is text yeah is like you know texting in the middle of it mm-hmm. or whatever it may or talking be talking in the middle yeah of talking it. or whatever like when I was, when I was a kid and obviously like now, like I've, I've started not going to like the chains, the chain uh, movie theaters as much yeah. because a, I like supporting like independent like companies and B, uh, the P when you go to a smaller theater, mm-hmm. most likely the people that are also going to that smaller theater are there to watch the movie. Exactly. They're not going there as a group of 15 teenagers who are just trying to like bullshit and whatever. And they're just going out just to go out, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, that was like the, I, I think that that was like the earliest one that I can really, that, that when I was thinking about it, I was like, I think that was the earliest one that I can really remember was finding Nemo. Hmm. Weirdly enough for me, it was also like a, a Disney Pixar film. Yeah. Um, well, like that, I feel realm. like I feel like in general that's yeah. gonna be like most kids. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be a rare when it's like a kid is like, yeah, you know, I I went to go see The Exorcist three <laughs> yeah. in theaters. Yeah, like that's not like that's not really when when you're a kid, you know. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was um, it was Tarzan, the original Disney Tarzan yeah. film. Yeah. And I remember I was only five at the time, and I went with both of my parents, and um, I, I believe my brother who was just like an infant at that point. Um, and we, we went and I just remember at that point I was just old enough where I could have my own seat and like, I could have like the little, um, cause the theater that I went to had like these little boxes basically that stick to the chair so you can sit up higher and see. And I was sitting there watching it and just watching the animation and seeing like Tarzan just move through the trees yeah. and then at the time, I didn't realize it, but Phil Collins doing the entire soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure Disney was like, all right, Phil, we just we need you to make like something like somber, like something nice, something to like reminisce the jungle. And he's like, no, fuck that. I'm going to make fire. I'm going <laughs> to make a perfect album of this. <laughs> and he did. It's a really good album. It is. Like, yeah. it's it's some of his best work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just remember like sitting there in the theater and like really just enthralled by wow look at this like this this big screen and like seeing everything and hearing like every sound that comes through yeah and to have it where it's tarzan where you have a disney film with a a cool concept to it yeah and that that was like the earliest that i can remember really like going to the movie theaters you want to do uh you want to do your best or you want to do your worst next? I'd rather uh, do my, I'd rather end on a high note. Okay. <laughs> um, so the worst movie theater experience that I ever had, I've had a few, I've had mm. some, like, I've had, I've had some pretty bad ones. Of course, like 
like there's the ones where again like kids are talking yeah people are fucking like not paying attention to the movie that i'm like really invested in uh and um whatever like people on their cell phones and whatever it may be i remember there was one time that i was i think i went to go see i don't remember what movie it was but i remember i was watching a movie and i'm sitting there with the my my friends and this fucking kid comes in right Mm -hmm. And he, and he sets up a tripod and a camera <laughs> and starts recording the fucking movie. Oh, really? And an old man gets up mm-hmm. and goes out and he, and he, and he goes, right? And then he, and he comes back alone and he gets like, I think he has like, like popcorn or whatever. And then like three minutes later, security officers come in and grab the kid, put, take him out, grab his, uh, his camcorder, grab his tripod and take him out. And I'm like, this kid just probably got fucking arrested for plagiarism or uh, for copyright. <laughs> like, like, what the hell? Like, that's crazy. Um, you're not doing it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in all honesty, it's, it's funny because we reviewed this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst film experience that I've ever had going to a theater and strictly be- because the audience was so upset mm-hmm. and, and disturbed at what was being on screen and everybody just started laughing and and it was just like it got to the point and I very I've only done this like twice in my life mm-hmm. it got to the point in which the movie was so bad and the audience was in such an uproar of like this is this is awful and nobody was taking it seriously that I got up and left. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was, I was like, I remember I waved to everybody and I was like, enjoy the rest of this. Like this is like <laughs> this is a shit show. And of course, what I'm talking about is Split. Oh really? No, I'm sorry, not Split. Uh, Splice. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. Splice <laughs> with Adrian Brody. <laughs> yeah. Was you've talked about this where it's a like disaster. It was just the worst. <laughs> a disastrous movie going experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally everybody in the theater was laughing when they probably shouldn't have been laughing, was talking. People just stopped taking it seriously. just started taking phone calls. There was one dude who, uh, I think, like, right in the beginning, it was, like, when iPhones were, like, just coming out and FaceTime was a thing. And, like, this one dude literally gets up and he and he stands up <laughs> and he's FaceTiming his friend. He's like, yo, look at this shit. This shit is so bad. And then me and my friend got up and we're like, yo, this is awful. Like, mm-hmm. we need to leave. And and we got up and walked out and then and then we went home and I was like that was the worst movie <laughs> I think I've ever seen in my entire life and by far although uh, probably the worst experience also like one of the most memorable and like like so bad that it was good mm-hmm. you know like again I, it's, I, it's I've, fun I've had, when it's like that yeah I've had, I've had shitty experiences where people are like talking or whatever but like I can't I, I truly can't say that like I've had an experience in a movie theater that that somebody was talking on the phone for like the entirety of the film and I couldn't enjoy anything about it at all. Like mm-hmm. it's very rare that, that uh, something like that has happened to me. Um, and pretty much normally, like if there was somebody who was being like obnoxious and interruptive, then uh, most likely they ended up getting kicked out. Yeah. And, and then everybody who was there would then just enjoy the rest of the movie by themselves. I mean, that's part of the reason why I can't go to like see comedies in theaters because a lot of the times, too, like, the people that, like, just start, like, laughing too loudly at it and, like, if it's not a joke and then, yeah. like, you know, they start talking to their friends about yeah. it. It's, like, it, it ruins the experience. There's something about a comedy that when when you get into a theater, people think that 
it's a comedy and it shouldn't be taken that seriously. So mm. like, it doesn't matter if we talk or if we, if we, whatever, like it's, it's, it's a dumb comedy, Yeah. but that's still not right. Yeah. You're also paying still to go see this yeah. film. So you want to enjoy this film. Right. Um, for me, my worst experience that I can remember is, um, a couple years back when the movie solo came out, solo, uh, the Han Solo film. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really? Like one of the worst experiences? One of the worst experiences. <laughs> so I go into this film, and I'm sure everybody knows at this point like how much of a Star Wars guy I am. And I'm going with my fiance, my brother, and one of my friends. And my fiance is like super excited to see this film. I'm like half excited because I'm like, God, like you can easily ruin this film. Yeah. And not only was this film so bad that it, like, ruined everything for me about this character. Oh, wow. It did. Like, from the moment that... And there's a line in this film where... Because it's all about, like, Han Solo, like, growing up and, like, kind of becoming the person that everybody knows him as. Like, the bounty... Well, the, the, like, space scavenger that he is. Right. And, like, him getting the Millennium Falcon and him getting off, like, the planet that he lives on. And... You have this one line where he goes to the the station to try and get out, and they're like, "Okay, what's your name?" It's like Han. It's like Han what? And he's like, "Uh," and and the guy is just like, "All right, Solo," because it's just him. What a what a garbage! And, and in that moment, you ruined an awesome name <laughs> with a shitty backstory. Yeah. Not only was this film bad, but there were like five or six people behind us that were just like talking the entire time. And then halfway through the movie, the screen goes off <laughs> and we're just sitting in the dark for five minutes. Like they, it, they, they don't even do anything to the point where I get up and I go outside and I'm trying to find somebody and be like, Hey, what's going on? And they're like, Oh, the film reel cut. We're going to get it back on in a couple of minutes. So I go back in another two minutes. They eventually turn the lights back on another three minutes of waiting. And then they start the film again from like 10 minutes prior. So I have to watch this whole fucking scene again. Yeah, yeah. And then the lights don't go back off for another (laughs) 10 minutes. (laughs) So I'm sitting there in pure daylight. Just watching this movie that I'm not interested in at any point. Oh, yeah, that sounds pretty rough. Yeah, so that was that was my worst. <laughs> but with that, Frank, what's your best movie experience? So I have a few. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll save uh, I'll save my best for last. Okay. Um, so I have three that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. The first one is. And it's funny because like now that I've gotten older, I didn't I don't really like. I don't really love the movie nearly as much as I did when I was like a, a child. But it's during the time frame that you were like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was, I think, my first and only IMAX experience. And I saw Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight mm. in IMAX with mm-hmm. my father. And I mean, again, Heath Ledger makes that movie. Like yeah, the Joker makes absolutely. that movie. And, and everybody in that film, everybody in that theater was just like there to watch that. And IMAX is insane. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been to like an IMAX theater. It's, it's very crazy. Like you get like I don't know if they still do it. You get like these weird like goggles to put on too for like the 3D aspect of it. 
Oh no, I didn't get that. Mm. Um, but yeah, IMAX is crazy. Like the screen like wraps around and yeah. it's just bigger and louder and it's just thunderous. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like seeing Christopher Nolan's uh, or I guess Heath Ledger's like performance of of him in IMAX mm-hmm. was just unbeatable. Like yeah. it really, really was. It was like watching one of the greatest uh, interpretations of the Joker be put to screen in IMAX was just for me. I was just like, my God, like this is, there's nothing like this at all. Um, the second one was, which I over, I kind of fumbled a little bit in <laughs> my, in my worst when I said split, I meant splice, yeah, but was split. was split because it was, split's a good movie. It's a good movie, but like what really, really made that film for me was that, Look, I, I really like M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. He's made a lot of garbage, and I can I, I will be the first one to admit that. <laughs> he's like, made a lot. He has. He, he's, he really went through, like, like a pretty intense lull. Mm-hmm. And um, his newest film that's coming out doesn't have me very excited. That trailer um, looked not good. What was it, like, old? Or, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, like, it, the trailer looked, like, corny. It reminded me <laughs> a lot of, like, the Fantasy Island movie that came out last year. Right, yeah. And, uh, but... I went to go see Split because, again, I really like M. Night Shyamalan. I think that he he tries a lot, and mm-hmm. and he and he's very um, he's he's a risk taker when it comes to filmmakers, and I don't think there's enough of them them out there. Mm-hmm. And um, so obviously, like Split, I think was like his kind of like his second comeback movie. He made a uh, uh, that movie with the grandparents. I can't remember the exact name of it. The, the Visit. He made The mm-hmm. Visit, yeah. and that was kind of like him coming back. And it was actually like it was much smaller. It was it was you know, and it was it was. Was that funny. the camcorder one? Like the yeah yeah okay. like the yeah that looked cool. It was cool, it, mm-hmm. it, and it, it, it like it was actually funny. Like because M.I. Shyamalan went through like a phase where it was like these movies are sort of comedic, but are they are they supposed to be? Like, am Lady I supposed to want to laugh? Lady in the Water, I don't hate as much as I think most people do. Yeah, but you have that guy that like only half of his body is like Jack. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I know. It, it, he makes some weird movies, mm-hmm. and 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 he really went into a not great uh, <laughs> but uh but look mm-hmm. i went to, i wanted to see split because again i saw the visit and i was like m night Shyamalan is fucking back like he like he made it you know like we're gonna we're gonna get to it and then i saw the trailers for split and i was like okay like yes this is gonna be like really really cool and i'm watching the movie and it's good it's i'm enjoying it mm-hmm. i am I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot but you get to the end mm-hmm. and Again, I, I'm a big M. Night Shyamalan fan. I've seen Unbreakable. And uh, and at the end of the movie, the ver- like one of the last scenes, or I think it is the last scene, is the music from Unbreakable starts playing. Mm-hmm. And you get like this, this slow zoom in of Bruce Willis sitting on a diner. Mm-hmm. And... And then, like, the news is going on, and then Bruce Willis just, like, kind of, like, looks at the camera, and he just goes, glass. And <laughs> and the whole theater was in an uproar. Like, people, I remember people literally, like, shaking, like, their friends. Like, oh, my God, this is yeah. in the Unbreakable universe. Like, Which this, is insane, because he made his own superhero universe. He made the Marvel universe 30 years before <laughs> everybody else was doing it, you know? Um, and... It was just one of those moments where it was so it was so incredibly satisfying to be in a theater with people who really, really loved M. Night Shyamalan and really, really liked M. Night Shyamalan and were there because they were true fans of his. Because if you go to a theater and 
and the Unbreakable theme starts coming on, and then you see Bruce Willis, and then and then you get the whole like you know you get the intertwining of this is in the same universe as Unbreakable. Yeah. And like everybody in the theater just doesn't get it, and everyone's just like kind of quiet, and everyone's just like, oh, okay, that was the end of the movie, whatever. Yeah, it make sense. And gets up. It's just like that was like it just made it, it. It would make it so anticlimactic. Yeah. But since I just happened to be at the right screening at the <laughs> right time with the right people, and everybody was so excited that it was like in there, and, and was everybody was like memorable. cheering, and like, and everyone was just like, this is incredible. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was just one of like the best ones that I can think of, and. Uh, Lastly, of course, I'll keep this one short because I've said it a million times, but by far, hands down, the best experience I've ever had was seeing the Hateful Eight in uh, mm-hmm. 70 millimeter. Yeah. Because uh, I've never, Tarantino went on this big thing about doing a roadshow edition of the Hateful Eight. It was a little bit different than like what norm, what, if you didn't go see the roadshow edition and you just, and you just saw like the normal theatrical version, mm-hmm. it was, a, I saw a different screening than what, what you may have seen. Yeah. And I saw it like just in theaters as normal. Right. So I got to see it on actual film. It was by far one of the best looking films I have ever seen. Like the blacks were just so dark and the colors just looked so beautiful. Right before the beginning of the movie, he there was an overture. So there was like music being played. And then you got like an intermission right as you got the the, the famous, infamous uh big black dingus dong mm-hmm. thing that you know Samuel Jackson goes on his big rant yeah and then you get the intermission then you just got to sit there for fucking seven minutes and just be like oh my god <laughs> what like, did I just experience I can't believe that and then and then you get you know then you come back to it you have Terrence you know with his incredible voiceover of like the poisoning of the coffee and mm-hmm. and then at the end we got everybody got like these these really thick pamphlets of like the hateful eight and there was like stills of the movie and like just a lot of like it was just so much detail and um, and again, it was just one of those things where the screen was so big and I'm watching it on actual film. It's not like a fucking Blu-ray disc. Like I'm actually watching this on film. Yeah. There's an actual projectionist behind us making sure that the film is running properly and they are actually switching out the film canisters. Like it's it was it was just so surreal. And um, and by far the best movie experience I've ever had. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I went there with my ex-girlfriend <laughs> and her sister ended up getting like pink eye yep, you dur- told me during about that. the, the and you during were like, it. I'm staying. You yeah. Can go. I'm like, yo, you, you fucking leave. I'm like, I'm watching this, but, uh, but by far hands down the best film experience I've ever had, like strictly as like a, as a film experience, yeah. like by far was the hateful eight. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Nice. I have a couple, um, easiest is like, uh, a couple years back. Just going to like my like an AMC for the first time, mm-hmm. like the newer AMCs. Oh yeah, when they got like the reclining chairs. Yeah, and, and I, <laughs> I went um I went to go see the Joker. Joaquin. And, yeah, yeah, and and just like being relaxed. That's I'm like, surprised because that movie just came out like what like two years ago. That was like 2019. Yeah, yeah but it, like I I just, you had, just like, never a, went to AMC. <laughs> <laughs> I just had like a really good experience, like just reclining. Yeah, and like enjoying the the film yeah. and like. They have weird foods. I think I got like chicken tenders and like fries and like it's just normal foods. Wouldn't <laughs> yeah, no, for a movie theater? It's <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, wow, this is nice. Mm-hmm. But um, the main thing is like over the course of probably like three years, when the Marvel movies were all coming out, mm-hmm. um, there was this really nice experience that I would have, where it would be like me and my brother, and like six or seven of my friends and what we would do is we would go every opening night 
to go see the Marvel movies. And we would all, like, figure out, like, okay, we're going to go at, like, 8 p.m. And we're going to go see it. And we would all, like, sit together and we would be silent and watch it and just enjoy it. Yeah. And then afterwards, we would all go outside and just talk about Stop it. making out. Like, <laughs> just bang it. <laughs> no, we would, like, talk about it. And, like, at that point, not even so much of, like, the discussion of, like, oh, my God, like, these scenes and, like, like this cinematography setup, but, like, what happened because we were all such big fans yeah. of, like, the Marvel Universe. And we would go, too, to, like, other weirder ones. Like, we would go to, like, see some DC stuff, and we went to go see, like, the Godzilla movie when it came out. Yeah, yeah, and weirdly yeah. enough, like, everybody did, like, a standing ovation and clapped when he did the atomic blast, <laughs> which is weird, but, like, as a Godzilla fan, I'm also cool with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, like, just having those discussions and, like, making this, like, a almost, like, every couple of months trip that we would all do together. Yeah. And then on the ride home, like, my brother and I would, like, continue the conversation and be like, okay, so where do you think this is going to go now? And, like, what did you think of this? And, like, what did you think of this character? And, like, how do they portray him this well? Yeah, yeah. And it was just, like, a cool experience where for those three years it was like this bond of like okay we were like the marvel kids yeah 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 that's cool mm -hmm. yeah i i i wish i liked those movies more yeah i like, mean i really do because like they like they, they they are they, they seem fun yeah but it's just i just can't get into them i mean not a lot of them are good <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the fact of being like a comic book fan and going to see them yeah that was what, like, that bond was. Yeah. I think that the last theater experience that I had was with you. I'm pretty sure it was seeing... Uh, I was going to say, for me, it was the last light, experience. It was the lighthouse. Yep. Um, Going to see the lighthouse together, which was a really cool theater that we went to. Yeah, because you never went to that one. Nope, and, and again, I got a beer. And it was, like, an independent theater, like I was saying. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, you, you can get a beer there, and they're not superly overpriced. They're not, mm -hmm. like, dumb. Like, it's not like, oh, $75 for yeah. popcorn. It was, um, like, 5 bucks for a ticket and then, like, yeah. 3 bucks for yeah. a popcorn. Yeah, it was great. And mm -hmm. theater is, is nice. Mm -hmm. They had some really funny commercials. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and then they played, like, a bunch of, like, A24, like, soundtracks yeah. while you're waiting. Yeah, you're too. sitting there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right. You were, were sitting there waiting because it was an A24 movie mm -hmm. and they're playing, like, Hereditary. Yep. Like and the, they were like, oh, Midsommar. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that was the last time I was in a theater. Yeah, before, like, we got shut down where it's like they closed off everything. That's the last thing that I remember going to see. Yeah. And that was a really nice time. It was. It was a good time. Mm -hmm. We made out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, God, I miss movie theaters. I know. Like, I mean, being in this pandemic, like, we really, we, we still don't have theaters, really. I mean, like, they're starting to open up, but... It's not going to be the same. You you have to still have it where it's like six feet apart. Yeah. So it's like three chairs away from somebody yeah, else. It's so it's not the same. It's not. And looking back to how it used to be where when you really have like a good time at a theater and like it's jam packed for a movie that everybody wants to see mm -hmm. and everybody is just silent and just enjoying the film. Yeah. That's what theaters should be. It's the bomb. Mm -hmm. It is. It's really a. Uh... It's something that I, I don't think I actually did take it for granted when I was doing, like when I was going there because I loved it so much and I really did appreciate it. And now that it's gone, I'm just like, God, yeah. like I just miss it. It's not the same. Like, I mean, 
there is the comfort of being in your own home to watch the movies now, but it's not the same. Yeah. Agreed. All right, Zach, you got a recommendation? I do. And uh, the last episode we talked about, um, like, Netflix in and of itself of, like, how they're just pumping out, like, really good stuff lately. Yeah. And I started on this really interesting documentary that I've been watching. Um, It's four parts. Uh, It's uh, done by Joe Berlinger. And it's a documentary called Crime Scene the Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so yeah, it's it. like this. Hu- oh, you watched it already? Well, I, yeah, I watched it, and I and I knew ab- I knew about like mm-hmm. I already knew about like the, the Eliza Lamb. Yeah, thing. I knew I knew all mm-hmm. about it already. I I knew about it too, but like it's really interesting to see of like you know they're going in depth about like the hotel itself and like what it was and like it it's not a good hotel. It was built basically for like you know people traveling, but also people in like poverty where drug users and like prostitutes could like just live there basically yeah and you have like this really mysterious death of eliza lamb with only one like video footage really and it's just her acting very strange in an elevator yeah Mm -hmm. and then they end up finding her like in a water silo on the roof dead yeah. And it's just like piecing together this mystery of like what happened to her and who she could have met or did she do this to herself or is this place like haunted by some chance cuz like 80 people die like a year in the hotel. Yeah. So it's like, hmm. Yeah, I remember it was it was actually really weird that cuz I remember like talking to my girlfriend and her mom about that girl. Mhm. And and then, like, three days later, that documentary comes out on Netflix. And I was like, that is so... Sh-. I was like, I was yeah. literally just <laughs> telling you about this. Like, it was, it was just so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, it's 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 decent. Yeah. It is. It, 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 it looks cool. I'm only, like, on... I'm on the halfway point. Like, I'm on episode two. So, it's yeah. like... Um, I'm enthralled with it at this point. Yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Great. Zach, take us out. Well, what... what, what, what oh, you, yeah, You want to know what we're doing next? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I forgot. We, Sorry. We do that. <laughs> so... We are going to be doing a film that we've talked about before where uh, you haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. And I think it's high time that we do it because I want to watch it again. Uh, and that is Jojo Rabbit. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was actually I, – I just uh, – wa- I listened to a, a podcast mm-hmm. that – it was like a roundtable of like Quentin Tarantino, uh, Taika – uh, Bong Joon-ho, mm. Martin Scorsese. And Holy shit. Yeah, it was like just like them talking about like all their movies and Taika was going on about like Jojo Rabbit because that's what he was up there for and it made me just want to watch it again mm-hmm. or, or watch it because I never saw it. But uh, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about yeah, it. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I'm excited to see it like again, like having fresh eyes after seeing it the first time. Yeah. So we're going to be doing Jojo Rabbit. Excellent. All right. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.